Welcome to the Any Given Thursday podcast. We're back for one more World Cup preview. It's a bonus round. It's a pew, 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 Whoa. Pew, bonus, bonus round. Pew. Max can put in some cool sound effects. Pew, pew, pew. He's the editor. I'm just going to use my mouth oh. sounds. Beatboxing? It's too much work. I don't feel like it. Max is taking on beatboxing <laughs> in this episode. I'm not going to I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be I'm not going to perform <laughs> per your command. We're back with uh, a final little bonus round here. We're going to wrap up all of the all the stuff we've talked about in the World Cup. Do some preview. Sorry, not some previews. Some uh, predictions for individual player awards for the tournament itself, and have a little fun with some kits and trivia and stuff. So just I think to give them an outline of the episode. So well, mine wasn't good enough. Well, just have it in order. You went out of order. Fuck you. Uh, we're gonna start. We're just gonna <sighs> do some award predictions. Maybe a couple other like not technical awards, but award type predictions. Uh, we're going to do, I prepared a little trivia round for Max, who can embarrass his, us with his football knowledge. Yikes. And then Max will do a little kit preview, talk about some of his favorites and least favorites. And then we're just going to tell you our knockout round predictions, our brackets, our whole thing, all the way down to the winners. So you got to stay through the end of the episode for that. You or, damn right you do. Or don't. But or just skip ahead. Yeah. Miss out. I'm not so. giving you codes to time codes. So. Yeah, well, because we don't know where the... <laughs> Because that's, I mean, I, you do that in, it's just like too. Oh, I thought yeah. you meant right now. Like, no, no. Skip ahead to the 38th minute. No, no, no. It's <laughs> like, I don't know how long it's going to no, take. No, I would write it in the bio, but I'm not going to do that for them because then I have to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. All right. So why don't we get off and run in here with the golden boots. Ooh. The golden boots. So what we've done here, we've uh, each chosen five candidates that we feel are most likely to compete for the golden boot and then picked our winner. There will be some overlap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll start off here. My candidates are Harry Kane, Harry Kane, Lautaro Martinez, Mitrovic, Memphis Depay, and Mbappe. I really like the Mitrovic shout. If Serbia go deep, he definitely. I think that's running. fun, right? Yeah. I think that's fun. I won't spoil any of my bracket, but yeah. Yeah. There's, I think, there's some factors here. Obviously. Someone who's going to be in a striker position. <laughs> That's obvious. I think it also... Some of these will depend on how long we think these teams will go on runs into the tournament. Mm-hmm. And also, I think penalties play a big factor here. Like, if you're not taking your team's penalties, it could be tough. Yeah. Even though I've picked a stupid answer here. It which, should... We also, I think, need to then yeah. account for who is in your group. You know, like, France playing Australia mm-hmm. and Tunisia. Maybe there's a chance for them to score more goals than... Right. A team like England who are playing you know, Iran and Wales are going to be very defensive yeah. and try to just maybe allow one goal, right? Right. So matchups play a factor too. Cool. What's your five? My five were very, very similar. We have four mm-hmm. of the same players. Yeah. Uh, Mbappe, Lautaro, Harry Kane, and mm-hmm. Depay are all overlaps with yours. And then I threw Neymar in there as well. Interesting. He's just the-, the reason I didn't pick Neymar is... Part of the reason I thought about leaving Mbappe off is because there's so many, so much attacking mm-hmm. option up front in that Brazil team that I'm like, and Neymar playing more of a. It's the reason I left Messi off too because yeah. Messi, I feel like, has fallen into more of the distributor role. He will score probably more than likely, but I think like Lautaro is in there instead of Neymar because I think he'll have that distribution. Mm-hmm. It's the same way like I, Richarlison isn't a crazy shout either. I don't think for no, this because of, for the same reason that Neymar might is yeah. more of a creator than he used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've uh, picked Lautaro Martinez. Wow. Okay. It's an upset. Yeah. It's a stupid one because he doesn't take the penalties, and yeah. the person who wins Golden Boot always takes penalties. Uh, a safer choice would be, I think, and I think a dark horse shout though could be Memphis Depay because mm-hmm. he is very productive for the national team, and if the Dutch can make it to the quarterfinals, at least he'll have five games to. Pop them in and take pens. Yeah. I put Harry Kane and I chose the safe choice. Yeah. He is the safe choice. Takes penalties. He'll almost, without a doubt, he'll have three penalties in this, in the tournament. I worry about the group he's in because I think Iran and Wales in particular. US a little less so. It's just like, that's why I didn't pick him. He'll be very negative. Yeah. I didn't pick Um, him because of their play style pretty much. But the reason I chose him is he's the only one who's going to score for England. Like, I cannot see Sterling or Saka scoring three goals in this tournament. Mm -hmm. Right. So. I think Harry Kane is going to be at the end of every ball in the box. It's yeah. going to be him. All right, let's do a golden glove. The opposite. of The, the opposite. Glove. Yeah, the fewest goals conceded. Also factors here. You have to... 
I don't know. Is there other qualifications for how far you go in the tournament? To... Um, isn't it goals per game? Yeah, or maybe. Or like shutouts or something? Yeah, something like that. Oh, no, it's just voted. It's just voted. Oh, you just voted. Okay. Yeah, so, so it's not actually it's based on stats. Yeah, there is a statistic component. I think. Okay. Or, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Um, but basically, yeah. Like, we'll just choose our again, you, goalie we think is going to Again, you want the team going, probably going deep into the tournament. You want a keeper that might make some that is capable of good shot stopper i think like mm-hmm. capable of because those are the things that you know trend on social media and get people excited but also you want a team that's not like super porous in the back and is gonna like leak chances because eventually you will concede you're not gonna be tim howard every game yeah so i think there's some interesting factors to consider you want to list off your five candidates yeah so my five uh start with a really obvious one that i think Everybody shortlist for this award is going to mm-hmm. include is Allison. Indeed. For Brazil. I have Thibaut Courtois on my list. Mm-hmm. Unai Simon for Spain. Uh, Emiliano Martinez for Argentina. Mm-hmm. And Hugo Lloris for France. So I have Allison, Uris, and Emi Martinez as well. My other two are Edward Mendy, okay. Senegal, and Jordan Pickford. Mm-hmm. Now I have Pickford because of the way England play. Yep. <laughs> and... <laughs> If you saw the Euros, they basically barely conceded any goals mm-hmm. because they're going to be pretty rigid in the back and not want to, not want to, and, and and not expose themselves too much. Like same for Senegal. What I'm relying on there, Senegal would have to make a decent run to accomplish that, and it's going to be tough without Mane. But if they do, it's going to be because they were solid at the back and because Mendy made some big saves. Mm-hmm. That's why I have him and. Instead of somebody like Thibaut Courtois, who, as good as he is, like I question how many goals Belgium is gonna, like how many chances Belgium's gonna mm-hmm. concede, yeah, on his goal. I actually have Thibaut Courtois winning it because You're betting on his talent, just his talent. I also, when I look at the groups, I don't think Croatia and Canada in particular I think the way that they attack feeds into Belgium mm-hmm. and could benefit them as well. Possibly, I'm a little worried about that Morocco matchup, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I just think Thibaut Courtois' shot stopping ability and just the fact that he's, in my opinion, the best goalie in the world is going to come through here. I've picked Emmy Martinez because I'm all in on Argentina on these awards. Yeah. I think, like, you know, they have a good goals conceded record, too. And he's just, like, he's just, like, the guy with balls. You know, I hate that phrase. I hate (laughs) saying people have balls, but, like, they have good defenders. And Emmy's another one who's got that dog. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So... I'm sort of betting on the Argentina team as a whole here. Let's do Golden Ball, which is best player at the tournament, voted on by people. Yeah, by people. <laughs> yeah, by people. By so we people. have two different lists here. We have the obvious five, mm-hmm. which are, you know, the most likely probably betting favorites. And then maybe some some dark horse, some dark horse candidates. Mm-hmm. You want to do your obvious five first? Yeah, I'll start. Uh, I, I think probably the most obvious let's see if we have exactly the same i think we do Lionel messi uh-huh then i have neymar check mbappe check kevin de bruyne check and harry kane yeah we have the same five. okay cool <laughs> i think they're they're you know be on everyone's top 10 mm-hmm. list of players at the tournament they yeah uh, yeah pretty obvious who of those just, five do you think is most likely uh i think neymar is most likely yeah because brazil are the favorites to win the tournament mm-hmm. that I makes think sense the role he plays for them he's very engaged in yeah. everything that they yeah. do. And I think it's likely so. if they win the World Cup, he wins the or make even make the final. final. Yeah. Then he's he's the one that gets it on the team unless somebody has like an eye catching number of stats. Yeah. I've picked Kevin De Bruyne just for the vibes. For the same reason Speak you pick Courtois because I think he's the best player in the world. Okay. <laughs> and I love him to, I who love are, him dearly. Who are some of your kind of dark horse candidates for this? So I have I think if the Dutch make a deep run, Memphis Depay is the obvious candidate. Mm-hmm. Like Lautaro Martinez again, if like he happens to score five goals assisted from Messi, it'll be hard not to give it to Messi. But I think in that scenario, he would have a shout. Mm-hmm. Then Christian Eriksen, just because of the feel good vibes. If Denmark, like say, make the semifinal or something, mm-hmm. and he's the best player on the team, he could be rewarded. I think Leao, if Portugal have a deep run, I wouldn't be shocked if it's because Leao has a breakout international tournament. And Vinicius, I think is. Outside of Richarlison, the other most likely candidate on Brazil, like that could keep Neymar from the award if he like pops up with four goals and two assists or something, okay. and like looks like a and just like eats on the on the left. Yeah. All right, I have uh, I put Leao on there as well because mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think if Portugal make a deep run, it's got to be connected to him mm-hmm. having a really good tournament. I put Richarlison. It's kind of a similar reason you put Lautaro is that mm-hmm. I think 
he could get a lot of goals for Brazil. I also just think he's a good player who can add assists as well and do more than just score. I uh, put Alvaro Morata because I that's think a hot, that's a hot take. It's a hot take, but if Spain yeah. do well, yeah, he'll have it's to be scoring. It's going right? to be him, yeah, and it would be him just having. I don't know who this Morota is. That oh, you sorry, <laughs> oops, my bad. Typo I queen over here. Antoine Griezmann, king as well. of typos. Okay. Uh, Antoine Griezmann always great for France. Yeah, and I think you know I don't see a situation where Mbappe isn't the guy for France, but or Benzema. Yeah, uh, I could see a situation. Or I can see a situation where Benzema's not the guy. I would France. just put Benzema so much more likely than Griezmann in my opinion. Yeah, These are dark horses. These yeah, are dark yeah. horses. Dark, dark. And then really another dark. dark horse I thought was Jack Grealish. I think there's a chance that oh, he wow. could put a really good tournament in. He's not going to start, well. though. Yeah, but I think that he yeah. contributes offensively at yeah. a way in a way that the rest of the team, yeah. outside of Kane, obviously, do not, in that he just like. He I would love to create, see Grealish can, start a game in the group stage. I just want to see I what he can do. I want to see it as well. He can create and score in a way that I don't think anyone else outside of Kane in that front group, can do both. I've picked Vinicius. I picked Leal. Nice. That's my uh, Good Dark take. Horse of Dark Horses. Let's go to the Young Player Award. Ooh. These under-21 players yeah. are the ones eligible for this. So there, we also have, I think, the exact same five here. Uh, dang it, we do. Yeah, I mean, they're no, pretty we, obvious. No, we don't. No, we don't. They're pretty obvious. Oh, yeah. we have one one change? Yep. Uh, I. So you want to say yours? Yeah. yeah. So Pedri, I'll say the four we have in common. Pedri, Bellingham, Saka and Bukoko, mm-hmm. who are all you know the the I should mention that twenty one or younger is the is the qualification here. Yes. Yeah. My fifth is Musiala. Your fifth is Gavi. Yeah. Yeah. I just uh, feel like yeah I feel like Gavi could have a strong tournament, but I feel like Pedri just like draws the attention out because he's better. Yeah, I I understand. I just think that I think these six are the six, and we limited it to five. Yeah, right. right. So they're the obvious ones. I left Musiala off because of the injury concerns, and I think there's a chance that he doesn't play a game mm-hmm. if it's just like if he's just not feeling well and just having trouble getting back. You know, I think there's a chance he just doesn't play. Yeah. Um, and I thought all the other guys will play at mm-hmm. some point. So. I personally chose Jude Bellingham because mm-hmm. I think people really like English players and he is yeah. just like a really noticeable one. For the same reason I picked Sokka. Yeah. Because I think Sokka is in kind of his best form mm-hmm. at his young age and will look pretty good on the right there. And Bellingham, I think, has been hyped, like as good as he is, has been hyped so much that I think it's going to be hard for the public to, for him to live up to public expectations that he's like Pedri, yeah. you know? Which he, he's good, but yeah. I, I so I picked Saka. Part of the reason I chose Bellingham. I, over I wanted Saka, to pick Musiala, but I, I wasn't positive he'd start, so I didn't. Yeah. If he starts, Musiala for sure. I I, I, love I, Musiala. I agree. If Musiala is playing, I think he is. Probably if he the gets to start, yeah. I would pick him. But I yeah. just don't know yet. Um, a part of the reason he's I chose Bellingham choice. though is because he's in that he's in the English midfield, which is yeah. I think one of the comparatively to their front three a weaker mm-hmm. position, so he might stand out a little mm-hmm. more. I um, also thought, like, Pedri seemed almost too obvious. That's yeah. why I didn't pick Pedri. Because we all know Pedri is, like, amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. Um, and now, yeah, let's... Uh, we're going to move on here to what we're going to call the James Rodriguez Award. Yeah. Also, oh, known as, also known as the breakout star of the tournament. It's our mm-hmm. own award. Yeah. Um, and we try to go a little deeper cut here yeah, than the I, obvious young player. I thing. think I should start here because yeah, I agree. mine are a little more... We tried to pick... We actively ones. tried to pick different people here yeah so just to get as many names i put mine down first though so mine are a little more of like the kind of obvious choices mm-hmm. so i put uh jakob guardiol for croatia mm-hmm. and leipzig defender he's i mean just really good mm-hmm. and people don't talk about him enough i put kamaladin sulemana for ghana i think the play style fits him and he's shown i think at ren that he has the quality to perform at this level mm-hmm. and he's only 20 good chance for him i think Put Javi Simon from the Netherlands and PSV. Just, Love him. Just really good. Love him. He's a really good player. And he plays in uh, PSV, so not in the Champions League in the Eredivisie. A lot of people might not have been watching him. I put Pavlovic for mm-hmm. Serbia, another center back. He is at Salzburg. And again, just an incredible player that hasn't made the move to a big club yet mm-hmm. and will probably soon. And then I put Andreas Skov Olsen, 22 year old, Club Brugge, and Denmark. I think he's highly underrated. I think he will be a key player for Denmark in their attack and featured in a way that he hasn't been able to at any club yet. Uh, he's also, I think, just you know, the talent is there. And yeah. needs to just have like that breakout moment. Awesome. 
I, uh, my five, again, I've picked different ones, so as to expand our pool as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I think Kubo of Sociedad and Japan is fun. I hope, and I think he's going to start. Zalewski, mm-hmm. Poland and uh, Roma and player. And the fans' golden boy winner. Oh, the fan vote. I love a golden boy. Yeah. <laughs> Ecuador and Brighton's Caicedo in the midfield. Mm-hmm. I think if they, if, especially if Ecuador finished second in that group, could really stand out. I think Jonathan David of O Canada, uh, because if he like picks up a couple of goals and maybe they make a little bit of a, a little bit of noise, mm-hmm. I think people will be like, damn, damn, I didn't know he was that good. Ooh, David. But my winner is Nico Williams Ooh. of Athletic Club de Bilbao and España. Nice. I, I think he'll be like, uh, he'll be in that impact sub role off the bench, and I think like, it's possible that that he just like has some really viral moments and like maybe has a couple of key contributions and if they make a run he could be a factor i think mm. something a bit different from what the spanish team is usually all about yeah i uh, did not say my winner of our little james rodriguez award we should mail to whoever wins yeah make yeah. a little certificate yeah, yeah. We'll congratulations on the any given thursday james rodriguez award yeah now here here is your 300 million dollar move to real madrid yeah uh, I've, Sign I've played here. Andreas Skovolson because I just think he's an mm-hmm. incredible player who the Skov doesn't get talked about enough. Such a not just a club. just a good old fashioned Scandinavian name too, yeah. you know. And uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, next up, we have a little trivia for Maxwell that I put together. Is, you know the people. That's what the people asked for. The people like trivia. They demanded it. The people love trivia, so I'm gonna start you off easy. Oh God! Uh, I'm gonna won, get this wrong. Who won the first World Cup? Uruguay. Hey, he did it. 1930. All right. Uh, in World Cup history, there's only been two repeat winners. Can you name them? Like back-to-back? Yeah. Italy? Yep. And Brazil? Correct. Do you know the years? This isn't part of the official trivia, but... Uh, was Brazil in the 50s? Kind of. One was in the 50s, one in the 60s? Yeah. I don't remember what the dates of the World Cup. Was it 58 and 62? Exactly. Great. Max nailed it. Um, Italy... Would be 80s? Nope. 1930s. Oh, it was 1934 the 30s? and 38. Not 80s. That was uh, stupid. So a little bit suspect. That was th- they did win in the 80s once. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which year was that? Uh, was that Mexico? 82? 82. I believe. Did Brazil win Mexico? Who won Mexico? 86. Uh, Argentina, right? Argentina. Duh. Yeah, yeah that was the... Duh. Yeah. Duh. Duh. Um, duh. You didn't quiz me on that. No, I know. Duh, duh, duh. Well, this one might be a little trickier. So, Qatar, first-time World Cup host, right? Duh. But there have <laughs> Speaking been, of duh. <laughs> there have been five countries who have hosted the World Cup two times. Can uh-huh. you name three of them? Five countries who have hosted the World Cup two times. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, you Italy. Have, yep. Germany. Yes. Uh... Uruguay. No. Because <laughs> I hosted the first one. Yeah. Uh, okay. In a while. Wait, okay. Um, good question. Let's see here. I want to say... Mexico? You would be correct. Yes. Right. Yes. What was I, the first time? Uh, the first time was... We're not counting 26, right? Uh, no, this is not counting 26. Okay, because in 26, uh, we will add the United States to that tally. Yes, uh, but Mexico will jump even further ahead because they'll pick up their third uh, okay. host. France. France is in there as well. France has hosted it twice. So that I have the fifth one to go. This mm-hmm. is for extra credit. Yeah, this is for extra credit. Fuck. Points. So just since you asked, Mexico's were uh-huh. 1970 and 1986. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow, those are pretty close together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I doubt it's Asian or African. <laughs> It could be, be it could be Brazil or Argentina. I don't recall Brazil hosting twice. No, they did. It's Brazil. Yep, nineteen fifty. Yeah, yeah. So that one obviously it was didn't a Pele one. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, yeah. <laughs> uh, I couldn't right. remember if they had hosted it. Twenty fourteen as well. Uh, obviously yep. recently. Right. So seven one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. How many? Speaking of host countries, how many times has the host country won the World Cup? Fuck, that's hard. So Uruguay. Brazil, 
Um, Italy. Italy did. 1934. France won the Euros at home. I don't know if they. I don't think they won the World Cup. Were they at home in '98? Maybe I'm not helping you out. <laughs> yes, they were. Okay. That was home. Mm-hmm. What is that? Four. Yeah, Three? you named four. Name four. It's a really obvious one that you're forgetting. Um. Did Germany win? And what did West Germany win? Maybe. I'm not... Just give me a number. I asked for the number. Oh, yes, for the number. Yeah. Fuck. Five. Ooh, you were close. It's six. Oh. Uh, I thought you were gonna get there because you named Brazil, uh, but they didn't. Oh, they didn't. No, they did not uh... win nineteen fifty. Um, Uruguay nineteen thirty, Italy nineteen thirty four, England in nineteen sixty six. Oh, I forgot it. That was I forgot about yeah, that. One. That I forgot one. About 66. Somehow the most famous World Cup win of all time. Jules remain still gleaming. Uh, Germany nineteen seventy four, Argentina nineteen seventy eight. And most recently, France in oh, 1998. Oh, Argentina in 78. Damn it. Um, which player has won the most World Cups? Pele. Yeah. Do you know how many? Four? Three. Only Fuck. three. 1958, 1962, and 1970. It's a lot of World Cups. So, for a while, the World Cup was only won using domestic league players. Do you know what year a player won for the first time while playing outside of his domestic league? I'll give you bonus points if you can name the player, the club, or the country. Oh my god. Uh, 1962. No. <laughs> Later than that. 1972. Close. There wasn't a World Cup that year. <laughs> it was 1974. Oh, okay. Gunter Netzer. Wow. Played for Germany, won the World Cup while playing at Real Madrid. How about that? So I think the Real Madrid part is fairly obvious. Oh, that's that so sense. late. I know. Uh, speaking of the clubs that have produced World Cup winners and the leagues that in the leagues as well. Do you think how many of the top ten leagues to produce the most World Cup winners have produced the most World Cup? There's only been ten leagues to produce the World again? Cup winner. Okay, there's been ten leagues uh-huh. who have had players representing their club at the World Cup go on to win the World Cup. Only ten. Could you name them? Ten, like a player. Of- Who's played for the who plays in the United States was has never been on a team that won a World Cup. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. Um. So we have Spain. Yes. Germany. Yes. Italy. Yes. England. Yes. France. Yes. Easy ones. Mm-hmm. Portugal. Nope. Really? Mm-hmm. A player in Portugal. No player playing for a Portuguese club that's ever won the World Cup. That's wild, right? What the fuck? Okay. Interesting. Hungary. No. That's not a, it's not a terrible shout, but yeah. the Hungarian national team never won the World Brazil. Cup. Brazil. Argentina. Yes. Uruguay, probably because of 30. Mm-hmm. So there's two hard ones. Yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. Are these like totally out of left field or not so much? Pretty out of left field. Fuck. One of them might be out of right field. Yeah. <laughs> where it's like kind oh, of critical, hard. but not, not easy. Interesting. I'm trying to think outside the box. Uh, Yugoslavia. No. <laughs> <laughs> too far out of the. Too far. Yeah, that was that was that was out on Waveland. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh man. I'm stumped. I feel like not the Netherlands. It's not the Netherlands. Not Belgium. It's not Belgium. It's not. I can't believe it's not Portugal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be Mexico. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm going to say not Mexico. No, it is Mexico. It's Mexico. Damn My it. face gave it away. Damn it. I apologize. Damn it. Who was on Mexico? Mexico when... had Argentina's either backup or third string goalie who oh. did not appear. In the 1986 God damn it, Mexico. You fucked me again. You fucked me, Mexico. Is Mm -hmm. the last one a European team? No. Fuck. (laughs) St. Kitts and Nevis. No. I'll give it it to you. It is uh, Japan. Oh, okay. I thought about guessing Japan, but I didn't think that was... There was a Brazilian played uh, in the Japanese league. That's a tough one. Is that the one you stole from the Athletic? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Wow, well, I got no, that no, wrong. No, this is not one. Okay, story. I was gonna be like, I got that wrong twice um, in two days. Do you know of those ten countries, of those ten leagues, mm-hmm. which has produced the most World Cup winners? 
Italy. Yes. And it's not really that close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously benefited by the fact that Italy have won four times and every time they've won. And you never shut up about the Italian league. How, do you so know how figured... many? They've had the same number of players playing outside of Syria every time they won. Zero. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Brazil and Germany in second and third. Brazil produced 90, uh-huh. which is crazy. Germany, 83. I think the Premier League with 37 is pretty impressive because it's not very old yeah well yeah. i mean if we're counting count, first division first players division? Okay. yes but obviously you know england have only won it once and you compare that to like italy and the bundesliga where those teams have won four times mm-hmm. well yeah right? that's their thing they have to connect collect yeah. international players and yeah. la liga i feel like they're in a different spot because real and barca yeah the yeah. premier league is very likely to collect a handful more mm-hmm. players who won whoever I, wins this year yeah although you know the favorites being brazil argentina Right, the Premier League's not going to move much further ahead of Spain. No, but there are a lot of yeah. Brazilians and Argentines in the Premier League. Yes, there are. But there's also a lot playing in Spain and Italy. Yeah. Bundesliga may not pick up a World Cup winner if Germany don't win. Yeah. All right. Only one year. So since Syria had the most representatives in the World Cup, it's only been one year since 1978 where the World Cup winner did not have a Syria representative. Can you name me the year and the team? Is it Germany? No. <laughs> What was the time frame all ever? Nineteen seventy-eight. Since nineteen seventy-eight, yeah. Italy didn't have one. Uh, interesting. Could be France at twenty eighteen. Could be. I'm gonna say Spain. You'd be right. Yes. Spain yes. only had. So you said you suggested potentially Germany in twenty fourteen, Miroslav Klose and. Schroeder and Mustafi were both playing. Closer was in Italy. Closer was on Lazio then. And, uh, totally forgot about that. France had actually a few yeah. Serie A players. I ruled that out. Um, Just to, it felt like they might. Yeah, they actually had a fair few. I think they had like five. Mm. Um, but yeah, 2010, Spain only had three players playing outside of Spain, all mm-hmm. in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Can you name me those three players? Um, This was 20, 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, they really were La Liga heavy, though. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I can. I don't think were any in the starting lineup in, in that final. I don't think so. Um, actually, I didn't look and double check that. I kind of feel like I kind of feel think, like no. I don't think any of them. I can't come. Lineup. I can't bring any to name. Mm-hmm. They're all Barca and Real players. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally all of them. Um. God, I don't know if I can. Oh, oh wait, no, no, Fabregas. Fabregas was one of them. Yep. Obviously at. I don't know uh, what, I what, what team. Oh, I don't Arsenal. know. Yeah, yeah I, I don't not heard of them. So I. I yeah, never heard of them. I always liked Fabregas, despite his Arsenal allegiances. <laughs> He's a good player. That that Fabregas, that Cess. Yeah, he came on as a substitute. Uh, one of the other players Car- also came on. No, 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 no. As a substitute. Who? God, what's his name? He also played for Arsenal. <laughs> Uh, this was a little later though, so it might might not have been might not have been on that twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's tough. That's really tough. I'm stumped. All right, the other two were backup goalkeeper Pepe Reina. Fuck. Who? I mean, really whoever knows where, what, where Pepe Reina is, what year? Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't sure if he's is he still at Liverpool in twenty ten. Yeah, he was. Uh, I wasn't sure if he moved. Or yeah. Uh, and then Fernando Torres at Liverpool oh, as well. Duh! I should. Yeah. That's an obvious one. That one I think should have got. Totally forgot about. Fernando. So, Fernando Torres, great He wasn't there for, yeah. He was a long. great goal scorer, yeah. right? Yeah, fuck. But he does not have the record for most goals at a World Cup tournament. Instead, in 1958, Frenchman Juste Fontaine set the record. Wow. How many did he score? Eight. Way more. <laughs> really? Yeah. Thirteen. Thirteen. Oh, my God. What the in, fuck? Uh, I believe it was six games. Oh, God. I forgot that that, that was how soccer was for a minute up, there. Picked up two hat tricks, and one of which was four goals, I believe, against West Germany. Oh, my God. I forgot that soccer back then was just like like 12, 11 people just like wreaking havoc on them, just like running at each other yeah. and scoring with freely. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll try to run through the next few of these pretty quickly because I think they're relatively easy. Uh, what country is the only country making their debut at the 2022 World Cup? Qatar. Yes, the hosts. Which club has the most representatives at the 2022 World Cup? Bayern Munich. Correct. Fuck yeah. 17 players. Good guess, man. Insane. <laughs> uh, who is the youngest player at the World Cup this year? 
Uh, Makuko. Makuko. Yes. German. 17. Mm -hmm. Only one of England's so-called big six teams is sending less than 10 players to the World Cup. Can you name that team? Get one guess. (laughs) (laughs) Is it Tottenham? It is not Tottenham. Oh, thank God. I think 11. Thank God. It's Liverpool. Liverpool. Interesting. Yeah. I think part of it, you know. I thought you were setting me up for for frustration (laughs) there. Um, This is kind of a niche question, but Mm -hmm. if you, I feel like if it clicks for you right away, it's really easy. Uh, Croatia's two players with the most minutes ever played for the country are both still active and on the World Cup squad. Can you name them? Modric. Yes. And gotta wish Rakitic was still there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> give you a hint. He's playing in Russia right now. Uh, it's the defender. I'm just forgetting his name. Yeah, Dejan Lovren. Lovren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Perisic will likely join them in the top three all time mm-hmm. at some point during the World Cup. Uh, the oldest player at the World Cup. You're not gonna get this. Is it? Mandanda? <laughs> <laughs> it is not. He didn't. Uh, it is a goalkeeper, uh, though. It's Alfredo Talavera oh. of Mexico. He's 40. Oh, wow. I was going to guess Passbear is my next guess. Yeah, Passbear is only 39, 39 yeah. which is 40. the same age as the oldest outfield player. Wow. You name him. Fuck. He's on a really good Too team. Too bad Joaquin didn't make the Spanish yeah. team. This guy's still on a really good team, though. What did you say? 39 year old outfield player? Mm hmm. Pepe. No. <laughs> he's 38? believe he's 38 fuck he he might actually be he might be 39 but this 39 year old is older it's danny alves danny alves is 39 yeah <laughs> all right which team is bringing the oldest squad to the world cup that would be on average i assume mm-hmm. that's just me stalling <laughs> um oh i I'm median eight no yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just trying to stall for for thinking time I feel like we've sort of talked about some old teams. Mm-hmm. Mexico. You nailed Let's it. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Ah. We have two more questions. Fucking A. One. Second to last question. UEFA is the most represented confederation for clubs. Sure. At the World Cup. Which confederation is second? Who has the most teams at the World Cup? Has the most players representing teams from their confederation. Oh, CONCACAF. No. Third, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, Asia. Yeah, because Japan. Qatar and Saudi Arabia oh, are bringing exclusively about... players from their domestic. I league. forgot about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking solely of like South Korea, Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Qatar and Saudi Arabia kind of tilt the scales for them. Mm-hmm. All right. Final question. Messi is two games behind the record for most World Cup games played. Mm-hmm. Who holds that record? For most World Cup games played. Maradona. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> did pretty well. Yeah, you did. I, I was very impressed. Did better than I thought I'd do. There's some tricky ones in there for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. That wraps up our trivia portion of the game. Hopefully you did better than Max. <laughs> and if you did, you can send us an email to uh, Max. Tweet at, a, tweet at Max, us. what's your email? Truth socialist. <laughs> Please do not. <laughs> Truth socialist. We're trying. I'll give to you my work. grandparents' phone number. You can call them. <laughs> Please leave a voicemail with a callback number, your name. And your date of birth. <laughs> the music. Yeah. Now it's time for Max's kit corner. <laughs> the crazy kit corner. So yeah. On kit corner, we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna bracket some of my favorite home and away kits and some of my least favorite home and away kits. David's super excited, I can tell. Yeah, well Max is doing I'm gonna go pet the dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a euphemism. I have a dog. I'll let the dog out of the room, so. Yeah, so basically the uh, it's weird talking to nothing here. It's kind of strange. The uh, basically what we're doing here is I've uh, picked eight teams for each of these four sections: best home kit, best away kit, worst home kit, worst away kit, and I've uh, randomly selected them out of a hat to bracket them into an eight-team tournament. After going through the quarterfinals, semis, and finals, we will have a winner in each category, and then the best. Home and away kit will face off in a super final. The same for the worst kit. We're starting off with the top eight home kits. Again, in no particular order. Germany's home. Have you seen this, David? It's a white kit. The black slash running straight down the middle. I haven't. I have not looked at the kits outside of the U.S.'s. <laughs> Sweet. So. Well, we'll get to those. And Canada's, I guess, because they didn't change it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I usually hate the centrally placed logos and crest, but it works here. Germany's really good at the simple 
white and black kit design here. I'm sending them through into the quarterfinals. Gano's white kit, another case of nailing simplicity here. White kit, a uh, white shirt with trim on the sleeves of the Ghanaian flag. That's red, yellow, and green. Looks beautiful. Big black star in the chest. Little simple, but it looks clean. Australia, it's hard to make a bad Australia kit. I feel like that uh, that golden green. It's so nice. They have Love some that. sort of they have some sort of pattern here that apparently evokes the Outback ecosystem or something, okay. which is a little tacky, but it looks pretty good. Argentina, how can you go wrong? This one's hard to fuck up. Looks it looks like an Argentina kit with a nice little pattern. Really pops. Good kit. Japan, great kit. Blue base with sort of a retro white pattern that outlines some sort of origami design. Very nice. The FA crest is a bit large, but it's a fabulous little design. Portugal, I know you don't like this one. Designed to look like a flag being wrapped around the players, and it kind of succeeds at that. The the red on the, the Portugal red on the top gives way to the a swoosh diagonal swoosh of green carries through to the shorts. Socks go back to red. I think it looks awesome, even though you and some other fans I think are a little bit like yeah, oh, that's man. one of the few I had seen. Did not like it. I li- I like it. I think it's inventive and well executed. Good job Nike on this case, but this isn't Nike's best tournament overall. We'll get to that. Tunisia's red, our only Kappa uniform. It's a red kit, the detailed pattern. This is a via them. It's a background design apparently based on the armor of Hannibal, the Carthaginian military ace who famously invaded Rome on elephants. Oh, okay, that's it's someone who studied history. <laughs> I want to push back a little bit here. That's just what they say. He brought elephants to the Alps. They never actually got to Rome. <laughs> oh, okay. But... A lot. Most of the elephants died in the Alps because <laughs> they're elephants. Yeah, hard to bring elephants to the Alps. I think it's a little overstated the mm-hmm. success he had at bringing elephants to the Alps. Uh-huh. Although, honest, as if I was a Roman soldier at the time, probably would have been freaked out. <laughs> also, what the fuck is that? Carthaginian, not Guinean. Whatever, yeah. dude. I uh, this kit's fine. It makes the cut because the pattern is dope. Uruguay, a blue base. It's another kind of iconic look. They have a lovely color scheme, as always, with that black outlining. The blue, in this case, the blue is, mm, mm, what a great version of it. It's slightly different shade than usual, and it really pops hard. There's white trim on the sleeves. It's nice and thick, and I like it. Nice collar. Everything is great. So the way the uh, the randomized draw worked out here, on one side of the bracket, we have Japan versus Germany, and the winner plays Portugal versus Ghana. And then on the other side, Australia versus Argentina, winner plays Uruguay versus Tunisia. So, in this first quarterfinal, I'm taking Japan over Germany. I'm also taking Japan, because I haven't seen either of these Let's kits. go. I think the Germany one is fine, but it's like doesn't inspire too much interest in me. Portugal beats Ghana for creativity. I've seen the Ghana kit, mm-hmm. and I think it's better than the Portugal one. And again, haven't even seen the Ghana <laughs> kit. In the Argentina and Australia matchup, we have two sort of classic looks that have uh, tried to be advanced with little extra patternings. Argentina does it better, they advance. And Uruguay advances over Tunisia because I think they have more working for it. Tunisia is over-reliant on their on their patterning. Okay. In the semis, we have Japan versus Portugal. This is a really tough one for me because I like them both for different reasons. Japan's is clean and classy, a twist. Portugal is an inventive take on tradition. This one goes down to penalties and Japan wins, to the goes to the final. Next, we have Argentina-Uruguay. It's a South American derby. Both with classic looks, but for some reason, this Uruguay shirt really speaks to me. That gives us a Japan versus Uruguay final. And I've gone with Uruguay. All right. I can't disagree based on how you described them. Sounds like Uruguay has a really nice kit. You said she was a little thick, too. So, like, uh, (laughs) Uruguay, you want to call me? You know, I think you have my number. David likes a thick trim. Yeah. (laughs) So now we're going to do the top eight away kits. Our candidates are... Ecuador. Are there it's a, a blue base. Huh? There are weight teams at the World Cup? Yeah. <laughs> Ecuador's blue kit. It's the only... Uh, Ecuador's the only team with Marathon doing their kit design. Mm, that's a long way to go. Yeah. Uh, 26.2 <laughs> miles. Uh-huh. It's a dark blue shirt with another... With a gray print on it. It's an indigenous-inspired design. England's red kit is a, is a really, really stark color of red. Stark shade with solid dark blue sleeve trims and a dark blue collar with a hint of light blue trim the crest is also in those shades of blue as well as the nike swoosh i think it's a beauty oh uh, yeah i just looked it up the crest i think ties it together if yeah, the crest was nice, white huh? i would be like oh, this is kind of 
I think it's a good much, one. I think it's yeah. a showstopper. Yeah. Then we have Portugal. It's off-white sort of cream color, which always looks nice. And then there's a horizontal split between the red and the green, which I'm a fan of. Mm. I think it looks good. Spain works with the so with the with the shorts and socks too. Spain has an interesting one. It's a light blue kit with kind of a funky, swirly, roundy sort of pattern on it. It's kind of hard to describe. You kind of have to look kind of, it up. Kind of wavy. It's got that. It's yeah. It's doing the thing that. Uh, but like a Adidas is sort of way. nailing it this this year, which is like sort of these like retro patternings, which I'm a sucker for. Yeah, I think this I, is nice. My first reaction was I was like, oh, it's like a kind of like a '90s way that you might see yeah. on like a bus car seat mm -hmm. or something. I'm not a huge fan of the central placement of the crest and logo, mm -hmm. but yeah. it doesn't bother me that much here. Belgium has a really weird away kit that <laughs> here's the inspiration for it. The colors are inspired by Tomorrowland, a, belo a beloved Belgian music festival. No, no, they didn't. <laughs> yeah. What? That's really their... That's like that EDM festival. That's really oh their inspiration. God. But look at the kit. It looks nice. It does look nice. It's a stupid fucking reason, but it looks kind of cool. It's just like a white shirt with like kind of a unique funky patterning on the trim on the, on the collar and sleeves and stuff. And the crest is in those colors as well. For some reason it works, even though it's a really stupid inspiration. Germany's away kit is another one of those sort of vintagey retro feels from Adidas. It's a it's a mix of red and black in a patterning that's very nice, and they have a really nice gold accent uh, along the shoulders and the and the patch that looks nice. Japan makes this list again with their white offering. It's a plain white shirt with that cool sort of patterning philosophy they're using on the base of the home jersey, but on the sleeves. I think it looks nice and they get points also for the two jerseys echoing each other and, you know, having a relationship. Then we have Mexico. I am, I love this kit. It's really good. It's got, it's another one that has a indigenous roots, but it's a white shirt basically with the, the print is sort of a maroon color matched with darker maroon trim. It's a kind of unbelievably nice looking kit and the pattern is so cool. Salka. Salka. I really wish it wasn't a Mexican kid. I know. Because, man, I would wear that. I know, right? But I feel... I think that one's going to be really popular. Yeah. As there are big rivals in soccer and also a white guy wearing a Mexico kit. Yeah. Both those might not go over great. I think that one's going to be popular to buy. So we have Belgium versus England playing the winner of Japan versus Spain. We have Portugal versus Germany playing the winner of Ecuador and Mexico. We go to the quarters. Belgium versus England. Because Belgium's inspiration is stupid, I take England. Japan versus Spain. I think Spain's is a little bolder, and I like, and I think they pulled it off. So I go Spain. Portugal versus Germany. These are two that are not like thrillingly exciting, but just look nice and clean. I'm gonna give Portugal the edge here. Then Ecuador, Mexico. We have two indigenous patterning designs, both from Central South America. Mexico's is just cooler and more cohesive, I think. Then we have England versus Spain. I'm gonna take England. I'm gonna favor tradition in this case, and then. We have Portugal versus Mexico. Frankly, Portugal doesn't hold a card. And then the final, it's a heavyweight matchup. It's England-Mexico. Can England finally win a final? No, they can't. Mexico is clearly has the best away kit. Not even close. Mexico wins. And a landslide. Then we have a very I special say, super final, David. Before the super final, I just uh -huh. say England recently been really struggling with their kits. Mm -hmm. you know, they've alternated between just outrageously bland yeah. and like really bad. Uh -huh. uh, we'll talk about... Uh, not, not that the U.S. Yeah. has... As a U.S. person, not that you know, we're as much a U.S. Better. person, yeah, not that we're much better, but it's nice to see them have a really nice kit. Mm -hmm. you know, just props to them, props to the designer for that one. So the super final feature is the Uruguay home kit and the Mexico away kit. And you know what? Mexico has the best goddamn jersey at this tournament. Wow, Bold stamp statement. of approval from me. Bold statement. But let's go to the more fun category, which is the shit uniforms. Ooh, that is fun. This is a lot more fun. So we'll start with the home kits. We have Belgium's home kit, which is now a running joke about Guy Fieri because it has s sleeves that have like a really tacky so, fire print on them. So then why is it on your bad kids? <laughs> it Guy Fieri's so bad. super cool. It looks like one of his like chef outfits. And Canada, those are super cool. Canada's on this list for their red home kit because it's literally just a plain red shirt and Nike didn't make them new kits. Shame on them. Iran Shame. has a very sort of strange looking, it kind of looks like an amateur men's league t-shirt to me. Like, it's just not very compelling. Switzerland always have really boring fucking kits. They drive me crazy. I don't understand the horizontal stripe pattern they have going on here. 
it's annoying to me. It looks very like 2001, but not in a good way. Yeah, it's the red one there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the USA's white kits. What even needs to be said about this? We've all seen it. It was designed to look like fucking NFL uniforms in all the worst ways. Did they really say that? Is that yeah, it was oh. designed. It's supposed to evoke other American sports. It doesn't. Though. It doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, I think like the sleeves are supposed to be NFL. Trying to see it with the sleeves, but not only not only does it do that, but it falls into the tr- the this horrible Nike template thing they're doing with the with the neck. Yeah, it looks design. like they're wearing a little bib, like they can't yeah. eat correctly. That's or like a babies. template they're using this year, and it's fucking awful. Cameroon's home red looks like they've been, or is it green? I don't even remember. Looks like they've been wearing some sort of like exoskeleton vest. I think it's green. It's green. Yeah. I don't understand what's going on with the pattern in there. And it's a shame because they had fucking awesome kits at AFCON. So Poland is on this as well for their white home kit just because it's fucking boring. And I hate I hate plain boring kits for the sake of being plain and boring. Like, you don't like their little shoulder design? It's boring. Okay. Do something more. Okay. We have the draw has pins Canada and Ron together in the same bracket as Belgium and Poland. On the other side, we have USA, Switzerland, and Serbia, Cameroon. We'll start off with Canada, Iran. Canada wins this one just from the sheer laziness of Nike manufacturing here, letting Canada down, and for making a plain white jersey with no trim on it to begin with. We have Belgium versus Poland. Poland's crime is blandness. Belgium's crime is far worse. It advances. (laughs) USA, Switzerland. Again, it's boring versus indescribably stupid usa advances serbia versus cameroon i have no idea what's going on with that exoskeleton cameroon advances semi-finals we're getting real heavyweights and terrible jerseys here we have canada and belgium belgium's design is so hideous and undescribably bad that it advances past nike letting canada down then we have the usa against cameroon and the u.s advances that's right. We've made our first major final at the at a World Cup stage. Congratulations to all American compatriots. That leaves USA taking on Belgium, and this one is tight, man. This one's going to extras for sure, maybe even penalties. They're terrible for very different reasons, but for me, it's got to be Belgium with the Guy Fieri sleeves. I've never seen a, a sorrier excuse for what's supposed to be a classy jersey. I hate it. I hate right. it. I hate One it. One man's trash it. is another man's treasure. I That's hate all it. I, I hate it. I hate it. I the Belgians deserve better. Belgians put the... some weird jerseys too from Adidas. I don't know what they're doing here. So I want to add about the Cameroon jerseys. Uh-huh. Um, they the logos aren't centered. They use the top line, uh-huh. and then the logo on the left side is shorter than the logo on the right that side. Doesn't make any sense. So it looks like they put it together the overnight. Uh, they're also just not centered left and right no. <laughs> <laughs> one comes further to the right than the other is to the left it's um, like they put, put them together overnight dude yeah so they deserve better i don't know what the inspiration was but i just there's more than just the design or issues here these countries deserve better is all yeah. i have to say but you thought the home ones were bad oh just you wait wait till we get to the away kits because we've had a now infamous offering from puma where they've had one of the worst template designs in the history of uniforms. But first, we'll start off with our first contestant, Canada, again, in white, for the exact same issue as their red home jersey. It's just a white shirt. USA, again, makes this list with their blue offering, which is like some sort of tie-dye shit. It's better than the home jersey is, but I don't like I don't know what Nike was thinking. Ghana, they have... This is our first example of the horrible Puma away template. It's like... How do I even describe it? It's like there's like a massive central pattern on all these. The pattern changes per the team. In this case for Ghana, it's a square. And the the kit is red with no other trim other than the square. And the square contains the crest and the number. And this one looks like pajamas. It's bad. But it gets worse because we're on to Senegal. Where... This time, Puma's pattern is a hexagon, and for some reason, there's a darker green stripe running down the middle, and it's totally incohesive and terrible. Morocco, another Puma template offering. This one's white. It's, frankly, less offensive, I think, than the other ones, but still offensive. Serbia, another one from Puma. Another white one from Puma. This one is an octagon, outlined in gold. Switzerland, another Puma in white. 
Somehow, this one is not one of the worst. Weird horizontal lines included. And then Uruguay wraps up our list of six straight Puma uniforms. This oh. one is, again, fourth straight one that is white. Oh, poor Puma. So Puma is guaranteed now, spoilers, to have the best and wor- worst, the best home kit and worst away kit of the Ooh. tournament. So Uruguay was drawn against Serbia, Morocco against Ghana, USA against Canada. How about that? Switzerland and Senegal. Let's go to Uruguay, Serbia, where Serbia takes it because Uruguay's color scheme of the light blue just about saves them here. Morocco and Ghana. Ghana's color of red saves the or uh or their pajama look, I think, pits them ahead of just a little bit ahead of Morocco here in terribleness. Canada beats the United States because they're both lazy, but at least Nike decided to throw some trim in the United States way or some pattern of anything at all. And then Senegal takes down Switzerland because of all of the elements are just worse. Like Switzerland's bad, but at least it's like you can kind of like pass it on the street and not like maybe bomb it. Yeah. Semis, Serbia versus Ghana. Ghana's just more offensive. Canada versus Senegal. Canada's just boring again. Senegal's is offensive. So we have an all African final. That's fun. Ooh. Ghana taking on Senegal. It's Senegal. What seals them, what dooms them is the is the extra darker green stripe on the already green uniform going down the middle of their little central pattern. It's a fucking disaster. So with the all Africa final, do you think that's actually the bracket that Samuel Eto meant to be filling out it could when be. he submitted his official it World could Cup be. bracket? Okay. Yeah. Because he had a lot of Puma teams going pretty far. Puma's done had a, done a real disgraceful thing with these away jerseys and they should be banned from uniform design for the rest of life forever because of it. Now for the super final, we have Senegal versus Belgium's home. And Senegal, I just can't get over the Puma template. Senegal has the worst kit of the tournament. Wow. Sorry, guys. Bold statement. And I want to quickly address some controversy before we move on here. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, kit controversy. We saw kit, that con- kit controversy on Kit Corner. <laughs> we have... we. So, a lot of people really hate the dutch home jerseys i am one of those people they don't bother me that much it looks terrible i don't they don't bother me so bad they don't bother me color weird it's a little weird but it doesn't look as bad on the bodies as it does it makes me uncomfortable all right fair enough personally on maxwell's kit corner doesn't bother me oh people also don't like england's home jerseys i don't like them either i don't think they're great but i don't know they don't they're not they weren't bad enough for neither one of those kits were bad enough for me to make the list it's just a bad template it's not like yeah i agree it's not as offensive I think it's better than like the, than but... than the neck version of it though. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like Australia was lucky not to make the list only because of Puma because they have just like a dark like blue jersey with like a teal sort of like just like outline in that in that shoulder and that neck template. It makes no sense. Some other necessary slash honorary mentions: the Brazil's home home ones are adventurous with a little jaguar pattern, but they don't they weren't really they didn't quite. Feel like a top eight jersey to me. The Dutch away blue would be on the best away list if they weren't subjected to that stupid fucking neck pattern from the Nike template again. I like South Korea's away, but it looks too much like a Spurs alternate for me to make the list. France's white away shouldn't work at all because it's like just like a white kit with blue shorts, but the white shirt has like outlines of famous famous French buildings and stuff. It sounds kind of lame, oh, but cute. yeah, but it kind of works because it's France and it's annoying. French. People are good at designs. I think both the whale whales kits are pretty nice, just outside my top eight. The the whales away is really is a really nice white, with a, a lovely little neck pattern. But it, if they had a slightly more patterning on the rest of the jersey, mm. it would have made the cut. I mean, the neck is great. Yeah, they should there should be more of that. And uh, that's it. That's that's Kit Corner. <laughs> wow! Thanks for joining us on Kit Corner. Wasn't that fun? <laughs> yeah. I might have to give time codes for that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I guess now all we have left to do is to reveal our final brackets and our winner. Let's do it. Of the 2022 FIFA World Cup. In all Qatar right. for some reason. Yeah. Let's, so we're uh, each going to have very different brackets because yeah. we picked different teams. Yeah, let, why don't we go, go through, why don't we remind people of our group stage picks really yeah. quick. So I, in group A, had the Netherlands finishing first and Senegal second. As do I. All right, in group B... I screwed around a little bit. I had the U.S. <laughs> finishing first and England second. I have England first and Wales second. All right. In group C, David had Argentina first, Mexico second. I have Poland in second. Yeah. Uh, group D, I had D for Denmark Fuck coming yeah. first and France in second. I have the same. 
All right. Group E, Spain first, Germany second. Same. Group F, Belgium first, Croatia second. I have Morocco second. All right. Group G, Brazil first, Serbia second. Same. And Group H, I had Portugal first and Uruguay second. Same. All right. So for me, I'll start. I guess we'll start on the left side. We just yeah. do our left side. Yeah. My left side of the knockout bracket features the Netherlands taking on England, Argentina Ooh, taking spicy. on France, Spain against Croatia, and Brazil against Uruguay. I have the Netherlands beating England, sending Gareth Southgate to the unemployment line. <laughs> I have Argentina beating France, sending Deschamps to retirement unceremoniously. <laughs> Spain beating Croatia, and Brazil beating Uruguay. Right. I have Netherlands-Wales, Argentina-France, Spain-Morocco, and Brazil-Uruguay. I have Netherlands beating Wales in a game that's too close for my comfort. Argentina getting that rematch of the round of 16 in 2018 against France and getting their revenge through Lautaro and Leo Messi. I have Morocco pulling a shock surprise against Spain, catching them twice on the counter. And then I have Brazil handily taking care of Uruguay. Yeah, Morocco beating Spain would be a moment of history for them. It would. It's two bordering countries. And... I had to pick a I had to yeah. pick an upset on that side, you know. Yeah. Right? And so my And that's the thing is I really like Spain. I think they can go deep. But yeah. our quarterfinals are very very similar on this mm-hmm. we're saying left side of the bracket. We'll mm-hmm. just call it the left side. Uh, mine are the Netherlands and Argentina and Spain Brazil. You mm-hmm. have Morocco Brazil instead. Mm-hmm. And I have Argentina beating the Netherlands and Brazil beating Spain. I also have Argentina beating my Dutch. They just have too much talent at every position. And they have Leo Messi. Yeah. Meanwhile, I wondered, could Morocco pull back-to-back huge upsets? Could they be the first African team to make the semifinal? The answer, of course, is no. Yeah. It's Brazil. Yeah. All right. So, Brazil, Argentina. Who How about that? How who about... We have? we have the same. This is a really strong... Like, if they both win their groups, we could have a path to an Argentina-Brazil semifinal. It's almost certain that one of them will fuck up before. But how great would it be to have it, not even in the final, to compete for the semifinal? It's like, it'd be kind of amazing. I think it would be a more open game than a final would be, so it might even be preferable. You know what? I'm riding or dying for for the blue and white. I'm taking Argentina. All right, I- I'm going with the, I'm going with the, with the messy vibes. I could totally see that. I have Brazil being Argentina because I didn't want the same winner as you. So I let you go first and was going to take the opposite. <laughs> but All I right. do think Brazil just have so much talent they do. in every position. They do. No weak spots on the team. So I'm going to go with Brazil. And I also, you know, the ability to send Messi home. Mm-hmm. You know, and what is almost definitely his last World Cup. Huge motivation. Yeah. So huge. we have, we each have a South American team in the final. First time in a little while. It's been since 2002 that there's been a South American team in the final. Wow. And even longer since they won, right? No, that's no, not that true. Was... I'm an idiot. 2014, Argentina was in the final. Yeah, they lost. I'm an idiot. Been since they haven't won since, since 2002. Won. Yeah, yes. I'm an idiot. Uh, so, so maybe. I have Argentina, you have Brazil. Let's do the other side of the bracket. All right. Uh, oh, I can start, I guess. So my right side of the bracket, substantially easier pathway because mm. I was screwing around a little bit. <laughs> I have the U.S. and Senegal. There's always one easier side of the bracket. Yeah. England's in 2018. Yeah. Uh, or I guess we should say Croatia's. Croatia's Croatia. in 2018, yeah. yeah. Um, so I have the U.S. and Senegal, Denmark and Mexico. Mexico. Belgium and Germany, and Portugal and Serbia. Fun. Who do you have, Maxwell? I have England and Senegal, Denmark and Poland, Belgium and Germany, and Portugal and Serbia. All right. I'm looking at mine, and I really wish I picked Mexico to beat Denmark. Because yeah. then we could have potentially had a U.S.-Mexico quarterfinal, <laughs> which would be incredible. That would be fun. But I do have Denmark beating Mexico and the U.S. beating Senegal. Wow, you got the U.S. going all the way to the quarterfinals. All the way to the quarterfinals. That's brave of you. Oh, sorry. I have Belgium beating Germany and Portugal beating Serbia. But I was really torn on that last one. I think Serbia yeah. are a really good team. We'll get to that because I have England beating Senegal. It's not enough without Mane. I have Denmark beating Poland. I have Germany beating Belgium, yeah. and I have Serbia beating Portugal. Yeah, I think the in bottom, a huge upset. Bottom of this bracket, very even teams, all four of them on our both since we had the same bottom. Sure. Bottom right of that bracket, Belgium, I mean, Serbia, Germany, is Portugal, certainly Serbia. the underdog of those oh, definitely. four. Definitely, but I still think they're a very yeah. good team. Like, I think any one of those four could come out of that region. Yeah. You know? 
All right, so my quarterfinals feature the United States and Denmark and Belgium and Portugal. And I have Denmark beating the U.S. and Portugal beating Belgium. I have Denmark getting their revenge on England from the 2020-21 Euros semifinal. And I have Serbia continuing the upset train, taking them past Germany. They're going to the semis to face Denmark. Yeah, I remember (laughs) when we talked before this, you criticized me having Portugal going deep, and here you are with Serbia in your semifinals. I got Denmark-Serbia in the semifinals. How ridiculous. And who do you have winning that? Denmark. I have Serbia. Denmark, baby. Denmark in the finals. I think I'm probably overvaluing Denmark these days, but because they don't, they maybe don't have the top-end talent that some of these other teams do, but I'm, I'm back in the hype train on the Danes. All right. I mean, I can't criticize you because I have them going pretty far as well. No, uh, I'd like to hear your third place final score well i haven't here. announced who i have winning my semifinal oh, i have duh. Uh, <laughs> portugal beating denmark that's a shame yeah you hate to see that mm-hmm. so let's do a third place game which nobody wants to exist i have brazil and serbia all right and i have brazil winning this one i feel like it always pops off a little bit the third place game i have brazil winning this one four to two all right i had denmark in mind mm-hmm. and i have uh denmark beating brazil Three to one because you have I, Argentina in the third place. Game. You're right. I do. Sorry, because <laughs> I, I changed my bracket to be different. So, like, so I have Denmark playing Argentina. I have them winning three one because beating Ar- Argentina. They yeah, are, because be Argentina sad. are upset. They'll be sad. Yeah. Yes. All right. So let's go to the final then. My final is Argentina Denmark. Yours is Brazil Portugal. It's an all Portuguese derby. Mm-hmm. I have. Who's the better Portuguese? I have uh, just like they did in. Uh, the colonial era, Brazil steal the trophy and the capital away yeah. from Portugal. Become Fuck colonialism. The Portuguese. Well, to be fair, the Brazilian government at the time was also a colonial government yeah, because they yeah, were yeah. just former Portuguese people. Viva Bolsonaro! Oh, let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> let's not. Neymar runs up to Bolsonaro and hugs him in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it'd be but I've uh, Brazil taking out the goats. Lucas Moura's in Bolsonaro's box. Yeah, probably is. <laughs> Brazil take out both the goats. And what's Messi your and what's Ronaldo your final score? My final score is three to two. Looking at two, oh spicy. I think these are very offensive teams that can be very offensive. And Portugal gets behind early, has to open up play to get back in it. Spicy. In my final, I have Denmark one, Argentina two. Ah. Oh. Man, could you imagine done if Messi it. gets all the way to the final? Loses to, gets, Denmark? loses to Denmark? <laughs> of all countries? No offense to Denmark. I but. have Denmark Ooh. making a bit of a Croatia run here, taking advantage of some of a certain side of the bracket. I think this is Argentina's destiny and watch them go out of the round of 16. Yep. But, yeah, I'm taking them 2-1 here. I'm Argent- Messi completing his arc. Argentina completing their arc in the modern day. Mm-hmm. It's their time. So, if Argentina do win, you know who else would win? The MLS. The MLS. Because Thiago Almada was just called up to the squad. Let's go. We'd get attacked. We'd get, we'd get on that list. Yeah. <laughs> MLS, baby. We'd get on that list. Portugal would also get on the list uh-huh. uh, because Otamendi and Enzo Fernandez. Portugal would probably get on the list if Portugal won yeah, as well. Yeah, I would, uh, <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> Cool. Denmark would get on the list if Denmark win because yeah. Daniel Boss is back in Copenhagen. So true. So, so true. He's a great player. All right. I think uh, ending the podcast with a little Daniel Boss mention, yeah, I think that, it's probably the best way to end. It's written or, in the notes. It was the plan all along. Yeah. It, it probably is the best way to end our. Well, we've rambled previews. on far too long this week on all of these. Spent yeah. more time than we had. Way more time. I'm super far behind on my law. Oh, so <laughs> far behind on school. Yeah. But fuck it. That's the World Cup for you. It gets you excited. The world kind of comes to a stop. Even for... Even if it is in Qatar. Yeah. Even if... You know. Yeah. Speaking of school and things coming to a stop, uh, when the first game kicks off, Mm -hmm. I'm in class. Hey, on a Sunday. (laughs) On a Sunday. Uh, Well, it's the worst first game ever, so... Yeah. Don't get... Don't feel too sad. The real shit starts on Monday. Exactly. And we'll be covering uh, it all, folks. We'll... After every... uh, After every cycle of games, after each match day concludes... We will just update everybody on what we've seen, what's been interesting, what the buzz is, like a normal Any Given Thursday episode. Yeah, we'll be coming live right into those cute little ears of yours <laughs> to break down what happened, preview what's going to happen next, and just talk, mm. you know, just have a good time, hang out with right. you. Until then, get to know each other. 
I teed you up. Oh, sorry. Until then. <laughs> Still doing my thing. <laughs> Till then, cheers to the guy. There it is.